Howdy, folks. Welcome to another edition of the How Do You Do Review radio program coming to you from CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on Bell MTS Channel 713 across Manitoba, including right here in Churchill. And hello to our friends listening out there in St. John's, Newfoundland on CHMR 93.5 FM and in Windsor, Detroit on CJAM 99.1 FM. My name is Joe Stover, and thank you so much for tuning into the program today. We've got a special one on tap for you. Yes, we do. You might remember from a few weeks back when I mentioned the Brothers Landreth were here in Churchill to spend some time in the community and also put on a great show. I was able to sit down with Joey and Dave Landreth and the man that was instrumental in getting them up here, Jason Claincher. Without further ado, here is part one of that interview and concert recorded live from the floor of the Churchill Curling Club back on July 29th, 2023, here on the luckiest little radio show on the planet, the How Do You Do Review. All right, Churchill. I'd just like to start by uh, acknowledging that we are on Treaty 5 territory, home of the Cree, Dene, Inuit, and Métis people. And our Life Promotion Week has been a culmination of uh, some of the activities we've done towards that reconciliation as a health center and community as a whole. So I'd like to really thank so many of the people that have actually um, contributed so much of their time to this. And collectively, I think that over and over again, I say this every time we have one of these events, but it's, it's, it's honestly the community that makes these things so special. So big thanks to all the staff of the Churchill Health Center. Let's start there. How about our performers, uh, Kara Burke, Eden LaValley, Roy Mexted. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Anthony, Jason, Ian, the sound. Like, this is incredible. This is, this is what the, the community is looking forward to. And here I am talking and talking. So I, I, I got a very special guest to announce. Um, Churchill, let me welcome Mr. Joe Stover. Howdy, folks. Yeah, boo. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I've been looking forward to this for a long time since it was announced. But for now, Churchill, will you please welcome the Brothers Landreth. Feels so hard to tell the truth. I keep it locked away. Up against the wall, up against the night. It's not fair, it's not right. I can't let go of you. Candle at either end. 
Some friends, I can get myself a day job. 
Gentlemen, welcome to Churchill. How have you been enjoying it so far? Tremendously. Yeah, we've had an incredible trip so far. Uh, I feel like we've lived many lifetimes in the last three days. Yeah, um, Jason's kept us real busy. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're we're sort of living uh, uh, life in fast forward, full like here is like the the Churchill uh, bingo card. You can't leave until you fulfill all these things. That way, the next time we come back, we're we're just locals. So it's good. Feels great. We're having a blast. Our families are loving it. Uh, we may never leave. Yeah, yeah. I was, friends. I was actually going to ask that. So, um, like, you've got some some family here. The 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 youngsters. You got, you guys were going up and down the the polar bear slide. Uh, I heard. I heard it was like you know, Daddy, it's time to go. It's polar bear slide time. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, you know, uh, our conversation today obviously is going to just uh, uh, range a few things. Um, but uh, now that the family's been brought up, um, guys, both got families. What what are your what are your hopes for them as they as they uh, as they grow in this this wacky world? Oh man, great question. Great one off the hop, eh? Sure, yeah. Diving <laughs> into the deep end, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think probably best if we both speak to that, because I think we probably have slightly different hopes and dreams, although sure. I'm sure we're in the same territory. But like I'd say for me, um, I I hope to sort of leave my son a little bit better than I found him, ideally, and uh, take all the things that I loved about my raising and my childhood and uh try and you know pass a lot of that forward while trying to make some some improvements to the model along the way and especially uh as a as a little boy coming up in the world like i really want to create a space for him to have some of the experiences that uh as i was a little boy growing up i didn't feel like i could have like anything like a even close to resembling a feeling <laughs> you know yeah um and uh you know we're my wife and i are working pretty hard to uh kind of change the dialogue and that's been kind of an interesting and fun experience you know trying to change and change in the, the i don't know changing the script for him and uh i do i do really hope that he grows up feeling like he can uh, just be himself, and I hope he gets to find that person a little quicker. I think it took me till I'm still in the, still deep in the process of being okay with who I am, and figuring out how to express my emotions and my desires and my dreams. And so I hope he gets there a little quicker, maybe with a little help from us, and just by modeling some of that good behavior and him watching him you know, hopefully watching us do it a little bit differently. I think that's the only way to um, really affect that kind of change in children is by being able to model it yourself. And, um, you know, I I think a lot of do as I say, not as I do, you know, that doesn't work. You really just have to like, if you want your children to be vulnerable, you have to show them vulnerability. If you want them to be emotionally expressive, you have to show them what that looks like. Let them know it's okay. Yeah. And the only way for them to see that that's okay is to, is to see it you know, to see what it looks like to set boundaries and, um, and to be angry, uh, 
in a healthy way or be sad in a healthy way, be accountable for your emotions. And so, I mean, those, those are hard things. I struggle with that every day to some extent. And, um, but I, I hope he gets to see it and, and I hope he takes it all, all of this work that we're doing to be good parents. I hope he just takes it completely for granted and he gets, you know, if he decides to have kids one day, he, you know, takes what he likes and improves on it from here. That's beautiful. Maybe. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a great answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What do you say, Joe? Yeah. What's your, uh... Yeah. What he said, that sounds good. <laughs> just copy and paste and copy and paste. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I feel the very much the same way as Dave. I mean, we, we had, a ve- I mean, obviously we had the same parents and, and, uh, cause we're brothers. So we have mm-hmm. the same mom and also the same dad. As far as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> um, uh, so we had, you know, we had a very similar upbringing and there's a lot of, a lot of really, really beautiful stuff that I carry forward from my own childhood that, that informs how I raise my daughter. But, um, I sort of entered into my 36th year realizing that the definition that I had made for myself is actually maybe different than uh, than the person that I actually want to be or feel like I am, and realizing that with a lot of sort of introspection and, and uh, work with a, a very, very professional therapist, um, that I could sort of choose to redefine myself, and, and that's that's really informed how I view my daughter because if I don't even really know who I am, then how could I possibly know who she is? And so I just kind of want to create an environment where she can feel comfortable and safe to show me who that is as she gets older and as she experiences life. And, you know, I feel like my job as a parent is, is, um, maybe to sort of act a little bit as, uh, the bumpers and bumper bowling, but really kind of let her choose her own path and, and I, I really, really resonate with what Dave said about um, mentoring and, and demonstrating vulnerability and emotional accountability and not being afraid to kind of say, hey, you know, like, I'm, dad's having a sad day today and it's not your fault and you're not responsible for it. But just so you know, I'm feeling a little down and to kind of watch how that affects our interactions and, and her ease of saying, like, I feel sad watching those things become a part of her dialogue and a part of our dialogue as a family is really, really cool. And I just, I think, yeah. So, you know, to kind of come back to your question, like what are our hopes and aspirations for our kids? For me, if I had to sum it up into one like mission statement, it's, it's, uh, it's just to encourage absolute wild authenticity and, uh, just provide support along the way so she can figure out who she is and decide who that's going to be. And, and I'm just, I, I, I love who she already is. So I'm just so excited to dive deeper into that and, and, uh, let her, let me know who she is even more. So I think that would be my, uh, mission statement, at least now I have a two year old who knows how this is going to be when <laughs> she's four or, or when she's 13, maybe that's going to change. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, they're, well, they're, they're great kids. That's that's I can Thank I can you. tell that right from uh, right from our our small interactions. So um, yeah, and, and and parents, you know, for better or for worse, they do the best they can, right? And that's yeah. that's you know, and 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 maybe what a lot of parents do is uh, try to protect their kids from you know, um, from seeing or from, from protecting their kids from seeing the parents as you know having a rough day and stuff like that and that you know p- 
parents might think that that's, you know, the, that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, but I, I really, I really like the idea of, of just showing, showing, like being vulnerable, like you said, being like showing your kids like that adults feel as well, you know, like it's because the majority of, of parents and I'm sure, you know, um, my folks were, were the same way, you know, like there's, there's probably a, a good many sides that they didn't show, show us and, yeah. and just trying to protect us, you know, as it were. But I really, I really love the idea of, of, of being vulnerable and showing your kids it's okay to be vulnerable. And that's, it's a healthy way to go. And, and society, I think is, is progressing more towards that way. I think just in terms of, um, you know, just, just the whole idea of, of feelings and, you know, what, uh, things that you should, things that you shouldn't hold back because that's, it's plain to see in, in this world that a lot of, a lot of things are done by folks that just have held things in for oh, man. ever and ever and ever and ever. And, you know, everybody needs a pressure relief valve and some people never got that, uh, never got that chance. And that's a good reason is probably because mom and dad or mom and mom or dad and dad didn't show that, uh, that they had a pressure relief valve. Yeah. Well, and it's the wild thing is emotions pass so quickly if you don't struggle to repress them, even the, even the, and it's almost like the more intense they are, the quicker they pass. Yeah. Um, like wild anger and frustration like that. That's momentary minutes, Matt, yeah. minutes if that and it settles into something you know that you know from there it can get it can change but just thinking how many generations not just men everybody mm-hmm. have been taught to you know oh just just toughen up toughen up you yeah. know and it's just like man no just give that just give that the space of a few breaths and and then you can leave it yeah you know that anger frustration and I'm not saying that's a cure-all. That's not a balm for all the, all the, all the pain that you will experience. You will experience pain in this world. There's just no avoiding it. But so many of those emotions, it's just like if you just allow them to exist for a second, that's you right. can come to a clearer place where you can start to move through the other stuff and then address them a little more, you know, patiently or whatever. But and it's wild because you watch it with kids. It's just like I, I, I often find myself with Finn. You know, his snap reaction to something will just be a bit of a meltdown. And the moment you can kind of get through to him, it's like, okay, does it hurt anymore? No, it doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, interesting. And then yeah. you can just see him. So, oh, oh, it doesn't actually, that doesn't hurt anymore. It's like, no, you just, you just had to feel the, you had to feel the frustration of that or the pain of that. And now that you did, now we're on to the next thing. Well, yeah. and so much of that, I think my, my wife, she, I've learned this from her, but you know, Joni will start on a tantrum and she'll go, she just needs to have this one. And when I first, when we first started to like have that as a concept in the house, she has to have this tantrum. It like, it played with a lot of my sort of, my own standards of, I had to interact with like, well, what is my problem with her tantrum? She's tantruming and I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm a, a laissez-faire parent when she's tantruming out in public and I'm going, yeah, I know. I know. And people are going like, why aren't you being more stern? You know? Totally. And so it plays with like, well, maybe I need to be more stern, but it's not for her. Certainly isn't for me. It's for people looking in. And when I kind of realize that, it's like, but actually what needs to happen is 
she's had this buildup of energy all day long, be it good, be it bad, whatever. And it, it boils up and there, you know, she's two, right? So she doesn't necessarily have the, the emotional maturity to know exactly how to let off that pressure release throughout the day, you know, check in with your spouse, check in with a friend, have a cry if you need to. She doesn't necessarily have those. So like all the good, the bad, whatever, when you say, you know, it's, it's not lollipop time and she just blows up like Mount Vesuvius, <laughs> you know, it's like, but this is an important function of her humanity. And as she gets older, we'll learn how to manage these things. But this is like, this is a brand new thing. But what we same just like Dave said, like she has her tantrum and, and then she's reset. And like, and it's, it's in a lot of cases, like a good raging tantrum is almost as effective as a great nap, you know? And she's just like, Oh, reset. Okay. I can play now. But I realize like the biggest problem I have with her tantrums is it's a me thing. It's not her thing, you know? And so it's like, it's a, it's just a really, really interesting thing that I'm very much learning how to do. We, we do this thing. Um, so if she's, if she's doing something that gets on my nerves, I'll let her know, Hey, dad's, dad's feeling pretty frustrated right now because I'm trying to get your attention and you're ignoring me. And, and that, that really makes dad kind of frustrated. And I gotta be honest, I'm a little mad. And she, she receives this information and she goes, "Mm -mm, I'm mad. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Why are you mad? I'm just mad. I'm mad. Are you mad because, because it makes you mad when dad's mad? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm really sorry that I, that my anger is like making, making you feel some things. And, uh, but you know, this is just sort of humanity. We, we, we feel these feelings at each other. And so we go back and forth kind of communicating and sharing our position. And eventually it kind of normals out. And the first time this happened, we get, we get through this exchange. I'm mad. No, I'm mad. No, I'm mad. I'm mad for this reason. I'm daddy, whatever. And then we kind of get through it and she goes, feel better. <laughs> and, and I'm like, ah, yeah, actually, do you feel better? Yep. Hug. Yep. Okay, great. You know, and it's just like this beautiful sort of like exchange of emotional currency and we're both hearing each other and we're both feeling our feelings fully. And it's, you know, I'm really excited to see where that little sort of tradition gets to as she gets older. And I, you know, hopefully I get older emotionally too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's fun stuff. Thank you. Don't be shy now. If you want to come up to the front and hang out with us, you can. You can also hang back. That's cool.
There won't be enough time. I give you all your loving. I give you mine all mine. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for coming down, everybody. This is a, a dream come true to come up here and play music and uh, hang out with you guys. And uh, we're really fortunate because we got to bring not only our, our bandmates, but also our family and our children. And we're all experiencing your beautiful home together. So thanks so much for uh, being so warm and generous with us. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep playing some tunes for you.
Thank you. I started playing the wrong song. Another star shoots clean across the sky over my head. Keep thinking about the last thing that you said. I wonder if you see this guy wherever you are. Are you sleeping now? Do I cross your mind? Are you sleeping now? And do I cross your mind? A snowy New Year's Day It's been years now, honey I still see your name I find you were the one Standing on your own You kept our friends, honey They won't come my way You kept our friends They won't come my way Do you miss me? Whiskey hmm. The little light she's fast asleep I stay up just as there Thinking back to all the things we shared In my mind you were the one Like I miss you Just like I do Do you miss me Whiskey It's not your fault I'm blaming all your dad So you can feel Whiskey 
like I miss you just like I do do you miss me whiskey Hey folks, that's Thank my you. little brother Joey Landreth on the guitar. This next song is a song about coming to terms with uh, letting go of a friend. Uh, sometimes when you're an adult, friendships just end. And that's what this song is about. They do sometimes, you know? You gotta be a grown-up about it. I don't recognize you no more. I don't recognize you no more But I used to know your body Better than my own I don't recognize you no You no more. 
time for bed no well what do you well what, what's bothering you and it's like you know it's two in the morning it's like yeah it's time for bed <laughs> oh we we just got out of that we just got out of like you know bedtimes just started to get longer and longer and longer and we realized like she's negotiating because she doesn't want the day to end but she doesn't have the experience or the emotional maturity to understand like it's necessary for you to sleep in order to reset and recharge your battery so that that's one of our jobs is like hey we have to we don't have to scream we don't have to hit we don't have to fight but we do have to hold certain boundaries and and as soon as we started to kind of make the connection like okay bed times are going sideways because we're negotiating with a crazy person (laughs) not a crazy person but we're negotiating with somebody who doesn't have access to all the information and experience that's our job and so as soon as we started to enforce those boundaries, like within three days, we, our bedtimes went from being uh, two and a half hours to being 20 minutes long, you know? And it was like, okay, right. You know, this isn't, this isn't always fun. And I think something that um, I've really leaned into as a parent is like, this is not, although one of the most beautiful byproducts of being a parent is you get this incredible amount of enjoyment and incredible amount of fulfillment. That's not the point. Like you don't become a parent so that you, you've become validated. Um, and as soon as I sort of was like the, the happiness and the enjoyment and the, that's a byproduct of the work that I have to put in. And if I put in the work and I create this safe space for my daughter, um, then I then I reap the rewards of this beautiful environment, and it's and sometimes it's just a moment, like sometimes it's just a second, and then she goes back to being a little, you know what? <laughs> but it's but it's I think that's something that I I 
really helps inform a lot of, not just parenting, but a lot of the way that I live my life is like, if you are constantly in pursuit of happiness and comfort, then you're going to be chasing that, you know, you're going to be chasing that. Um, and you'll, I think you'll, you'll miss a certain amount of satisfaction because I think discomfort and struggle and pain and hurt, um, is like a very integral part of humanity. And we spend a lot of time trying to avoid those things. And I mean, like in the suppression of our emotions is, is a prime example of that. Totally. Is that we don't want to experience this discomfort because it's, it's unknown and it's scary and it hurts. It's like not just hurts in the moment, but it often hurts historically. Like if you're dealing with old trauma, you know, it's not just a matter of I feel sad because something bad happened. It's like I feel sad, but it triggers me to these times when I was let down or times when like very old scars were made. And it's like every time you feel that thing, you're reliving these really, really, really brutal moments. But I think for me, accepting that that's a really important part of my humanity to feel those things becomes easier to welcome them because it's, it's, it still hurts. It's never fun, but it does become a part of the process. And I think that there's like, there's something really beautiful, beautiful in the acceptance of discomfort and pain. Um, anyways, it was quite the side. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I think, I think too, like the, the, that really resonates about the, the, the chasing comfort and happiness, you know, um, cause comfort, chasing comfort and happiness isn't necessarily the way to contentment, which is, which is kind of like the supposed to be the ultimate goal is to be content with what you have and, and, you know, and if you're, if you're forever chasing comfort and happiness, then uh, can you be content doing that? I don't know. Yeah. I think you come around, like, I hear this a lot. And I think um, if, you, if you try and set yourself up so that you are authentic and chasing that sense of authenticity, so presenting the, per- the you that you most understand yourself to be, most of the time and you're able to do that in a in a place of peace and presence then i think the byproduct is that inevitably you will find a lot more joy in your life because you're you are you are who you believe yourself to be you're removing a lot of these hurdles and then you're just there for an experience and when you're in that when you are comfortably and authentically you in a situation it is so much easier to see the positives and because any situation can be perceived in a myriad of ways so you know we could be having identical we could be in an identical situation and having and we could have a completely different perspective on it and yours could be very negative and mine could be very optimistic and that's just a that's just where we're sitting in the the lens that we look through but i think if you're showing up authentically as who you are and you are as present as possible in that moment. Then I do think invariably you will have more joy. You will have more comfort. You will, because it's just easier to pluck those things out. I think you guys doing okay. Churchill, you doing all right. We, we rocked so gently on that. I broke a nail. Hey folks, keep your hands together uh, for Ian Phillips on the sound. Thank you, baby. All right. The song is in the same key as the last one, so uh, if 
you have your harmonica, you can leave it right there in your pocket. <laughs> Love 
my big brother, Mr. David Landreth, on the bass guitar, folks. Part one of our special Brothers Landreth Live in Churchill show here on the How Do You Do Review. We've got a lot more to come next week during part two, so I hope you can join us then. The How Do You Do Review is produced for and by CKUW 95.9 FM at the University of Winnipeg and was recorded this week in Churchill, Manitoba. The show is also lovingly shared with our great friends listening on CHMR 93.5 FM in St. John's, Newfoundland, and CJM 99.1 FM heard in Windsor, Ontario, and Detroit, Michigan. Listen to this episode again if you'd like by subscribing to the podcast. We're available on all the major platforms, and you can also find us on the web, howdoyoudoreview.tumblr.com. We're also on Facebook and the Twitter, and you can email me if you'd like to get a hold of me. How do you do review? at gmail.com stay tuned for more great radio wherever you're listening in Winnipeg Hip Hop 50 is next in St. John's The Blind Lemon Blues with Terry Parsons is coming at ya and in Windsor, Detroit stay tuned for the Metal Core Hour my name is Joe Stover see you next week for part two of the Brothers Landreth live in Churchill cheers cheers